What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this Red Alert emergency podcast version of the Locked In Sports Podcast. Nick Saban has retired. Probably the biggest possible news you can have off the field in college football. Completely unexpected. Joe, what was your initial reaction when, when you saw the news that broke, I mean, roughly an hour ago? I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, because just, be, I mean, like he's older, obviously, but there was no rumors, which, you know, we were chopping it up before we started recording. And like that, that makes sense for Saban to keep it under wraps and have no farewell to it and whatnot. But there, I mean, I feel like in today's day and age, there's at least something that, that, that gets leaked or even him, you know, it's been over a week since I played the last game. So I'm just shocked that it, it just came out of nowhere on a Wednesday afternoon and, and just shocked that it's over because I mean, the guy, I mean, to me, he's got to be the goat. He, yeah, he defines certainly the generation that we grew up in watching college football. I mean, when you, when we think college football, we think Alabama and and they're the most successful college football program of all time, thanks to him and Bear Bryant. But if he doesn't come along in, in, you know, when he, when he took over in, in 2009, Bama's not the best program of all time. Nick Saban won six titles at, at Alabama and, and uh, one at LSU. So seven national titles total on his resume. Very, very, very interesting news. I mean, the stats are just mind-boggling. 44 first-round picks uh, in, in Saban's tenure at Alabama, 29 losses. So more first-round picks than, than overall losses for him. Uh, he went 201 and 29, um, including – Oh, my which goodness. Is, yeah, at Alabama, and, and even more impressive, 117 and 18 in the SEC while at Alabama. <laughs> just, just incredibly hard to do. 292, 71, and one overall record in college football. Obviously, had that brief stint with the Dolphins that did not work out. And we kind of could see this coming, like at some point within the next five or so years. I mean, he is 72 years old. We kind of hinted it, hinted at it in in earlier podcasts in the year, but. Completely, completely unexpected. Seven natties, 11 SEC titles, 12 SEC West titles, one MAC championship. True, true, great. That That is kind of running off into the sunset here. I mean, we definitely have hinted at it this year. Is, I mean, one of his best coaching jobs getting this team to the playoff. And, you know, I, w- I, I more so looked at it as like, hey, like three to five years, he might be calling it quits, you know, get <laughs> get an OC or DC as a successor and, and build them up and, and the program and, get these guys in the right spot. Maybe he was doing that in the background. Who knows? But I mean, to have it happen after this season, I know he's older and he was probably looking, you know, down the road. It felt like a down the road thing. It did not feel like a, a 2023, 2024 last season kind of thing. So I mean, I'm shocked he's gone, but yeah, all those stats, like this guy just dominated college football. He brought Alabama to what it was. And I mean, sad day for college football, Alabama fans, but Tell you what, man, those SEC fans, every, every, every other school is going, let's mm-hmm. go. It might be over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they're not. And we can talk about kind of what's going to happen next for Alabama uh, soon. Um, but I, I don't think Bama's going to fall off a cliff. They're still going to right. be really, really relevant nationally. It might take, you know, a couple transition years. But kind of going back to just him retiring, I, I, I think this was, he probably let, you know, either his staff, the team, the the school, the university know about his decision. And I'm just speculating, but he probably let everybody know months ago. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of probably already laid that groundwork preparing the university for the next steps. I would be really shocked 
and, and it might be true, but I, I would be really shocked if he just said it came out and let everybody know at the university today or earlier this week that he's going to retire and, and kind of drop that bombshell on him. I, I think, you know, I also think it's kind of a class act by him um, to to do it the way he did. You know, he didn't need the retirement tour uh, that maybe a lot of you know generational talents would have wanted. Um, he didn't. You know, he didn't do this on Monday afternoon before the national championship game to take all the distraction away from Michigan. He didn't do it yesterday on Tuesday to take the distraction away from Michigan. He waited a day or two um, for Michigan to kind of have their moment in the sun, winning the natty, and then he announces it. So truly a class act. And I know, you know, rival fans probably probably hate his guts. And, and of course you do. Um, but true legend. Um and I'll, I will, you know, for as much as I hated Alabama in like the early 2010s, just because they won all the time, uh, I, I will miss him. And I grew to kind of appreciate him over the past five years or so, um, just because, you know, I, I reached an age where I kind of could just appreciate greatness and not get mad that his team was winning all the time. Yeah, 100%. It's kind of like when you think about now that the Patriots are, are kind of batting down, like everybody got sick of the Patriots being good, but mm-hmm. you just have to appreciate like I got Tom Brady and those Pats teams, just the greatness to do it year over year. And same thing with Saban. People definitely, you know, target on their back year in, year out at Alabama and, and definitely people soured on them with them being so good and winning every year and getting to the, the championship and the playoffs. Didn't matter the, the era for him. But I mean, the greatness to do it just every single year different guys, the right decisions, recruiting, his coordinators are getting poached every single season. Like he just found a way every year. Like he ran that thing. Like it was unbelievable. Just looking back on it, how he did this for over a decade at Alabama. And um, like you said, like they, they weren't, they weren't this team before he showed up. Like mm-hmm. Alabama was not, not this at all. So to bring them literally to a dynasty, I mean, this team over the last 10 plus years, has just been incredible. So how he did it every single year is just crazy. And, you know, maybe there's something about it accelerated his his move to retirement. Maybe it's NIL and how it's Wild West, and that, that's not really how he had been around the game his whole life. So maybe that was part of it. But just to battle through everything else, jeez, um, I mean, just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. He took over in 2007, to your point, and, and they went 6-6 six and six that year, uh, which included a loss to Louisiana Monroe, uh, 21-14. So took that program a long way. Um, and, and you're right. It might be, you know, and we're kind of seeing these, this old generation of coaches, uh, you know, transitioning over to college basketball, like Roy Williams, Jay Wright, uh, coach K kind of retire in in this new era of college athletics with the portal, with NIL and all that stuff. And and maybe he kind of just said, eh, this isn't for me. I, I, I kind of laid my legacy. Uh, and my legacy is set in stone. It doesn't really matter what I do the rest of the way. Um, you know, I'm widely regarded as one of the best coaches uh, of all time in college football, if not the very best. Uh, and, and he had nothing less or nothing left to prove. Uh, and I mean, from Alabama's perspective, the last three seasons have been have been rough for them. You know, thirteen and two in twenty one, eleven and two in twenty twenty two, and and twelve and two this past year with his last loss coming to Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Um, maybe he just said, "This is a little bit. This is a little bit too much for me." And, and we were kind of talking about it on the last podcast, just how difficult it is to be a college football coach right now. And he is seventy two years old, and I think he kind of just wanted to. Uh, enjoy the rest of you know his life uh, hopefully a long life 30 years 40 I mean who knows you know how long people are living nowadays he's got a lot of life left in him for sure he's not he's not that old by any stretch of the imagination uh, but you know kind of just enjoy all the money he's made uh, with his wife and, and, and kind of ride off into the sunset 
Yeah, I mean, it was it was coming soon. Like you said, he's a little bit older. At some point, you got to enjoy the, the fruits of your labor. So glad he gets to do that. I'm sure he'll be around and involved in some capacity moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like Coach K, when he retired, said he was going to be out the door. But he, he's been around a lot more than it seemed at first. So um, I'm sure I'll have a hand in, I don't know, do we want to touch on potential successors here? Like, sure, yeah. he's going to have a recommendation. Um, a guy that's been there before, who knows? It's, I mean... This this team is the best coaching job like you could ask for right now. So it's like, who do they go for? Is it somebody on the staff? Is it a previous guy who's been there before? I mean, we talked about like Dabo a couple of years ago. I mean, the only job he'd ever leave for is Alabama being a walk on playing ball there. So all the coordinators that have been there, I I don't know. It's endless. I bet of who'd be interested and who they could go after. It is yeah. It's the biggest job in college football, bar none. There's no argument. Um, it, it's the best program. Uh, there's plenty of NIL money there. It's got the history. Uh, it, it has everything. Uh, it has the prestige. And there's so many guys. I mean, there's so many guys. It's not going to be internal um, because they're, Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator, retired. And, I mean, they're not going to bring in Tommy Rees, their offensive coordinator, to, and hire him as the head coach. Uh, so there's a lot of names that are, have been circulating. Uh, and I think, you know, a big one. And, and also, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of fan bases that have maybe felt good about their offseason so far that maybe said – if you're an old Miss, you're like, man, we're killing it in the portal or in Oregon. All of a sudden, you went from feeling really good about your 2024 season to you're you're having trouble sleeping at night now because your coach might get poached by Alabama because you know they can throw the money at them. Uh, so some names that come to mind, and, and Pete Thamel uh, tweeted this out, Dan Laning. I think Dan Laning from Oregon is, is probably the biggest name out there right now. He was a Saban guy, was a grad assistant at Oregon or at uh, under Saban at Alabama. I think he'd be a big one. He's got a $20 million buyout at Oregon. And I think Oregon is a really good job. A lot of NIL money there, but I would see him having a really hard time bouncing or sorry, a really hard time sticking at Oregon when he has the Alabama opportunity. I think and that his name is kind of being reported as the number one guy right now. Yeah. That's the early report is, is Dan Lanning is the, is the big fish for him. So I know what he was floated for was a Texas A&M. He was floated for something mm-hmm. early in this offseason, and he was like, I got no reason to leave. Mm-hmm. But we, we all know with coaches, like, they can say one thing, and, you know, 24 hours later, they're out, they're out the back door. So I think to your point, like, I think everybody's got, got a number and everybody's got a dream school, and it just comes down to is this Dan Lanning's dream school, or is he like, hey, I'm, I'm going to stick it out and work for the rest of my life? Because this opportunity only comes around, you know, once in a lifetime, I'd say. Yeah. Also, side note on Dan Laning, and I, I forgot to say this on the recap pod of the title game. Dan Laning he was on the broadcast. Yes, he was on the broadcast at the Natty. How and Michigan plays Oregon next year. How is that not considered advanced scouting? <laughs> I mean, they had the I, damn head coach there. I yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. He he popped up, and I was like, I was like glancing up, and I was like. Wait, because it was like, I forget who the other two reporters that were. And I was like, is that Dan Lanning? Which is like on the broadcast here. It's like, what the heck? He's an active. There's one thing if it's Dan Mullins, who's on ESPN. Like he's, he's you know, mm-hmm. he's fired. He's just doing broadcasting. Like he's an active head coach. Like that was wild when I saw him pop up. That plays Michigan next year. Yeah, it was, it was just a sidebar there. But another name, uh, Washington's head coach, Kalen DeBoer, got a $12 million buyout at Washington. Interestingly enough, the Seahawks job just opened up. Pete Carroll, a shocking announcement there. He is rumored to maybe potentially interview for that job, making the leap into the NFL. 
so if you're a Washington fan, if you're an Oregon fan, I think you're 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 a little bit nervous. Uh, I think DeBoer is going to be a hot name. Yeah. Uh, another another one, Dan Dabo Sweeney, seven point five million dollar buyout. That's a really low buyout. I thought he would have a much higher one. Do they want him? I think if this was two years ago, he would be the guy. But yeah. I think his his reluctance to embrace the portal, his reluctance to em, em, embrace NIL to the full capacity maybe limits Alabama's interest in him. I still think he's a really good X's and O's head coach mm-hmm. when he has the right staff around him. I think we've seen over the past couple of years, he maybe hasn't had the greatest staff. Obviously he lost Brent Venables to, to Oklahoma uh, and he kind of hired a lot of former Clemson guys, not maybe bringing in, you know, the best possible staff around him. So, I think Dabo is certainly a name that's going to get floated, but I truly don't see him leaving Clemson uh, at this point in his career. I know things haven't gone well for him uh, over the last year, but I think he's going to stay put there. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think Dabo is quite their guy. If maybe if somehow they miss out on people, they go to him. But I think to your point, like he's not the perfect match at, at this mm-hmm. at this point in time. But yeah, two years ago he would have been, you know, probably the hottest candidate. Pete Thamel put James Franklin in a tweet. I just think there's there's no way. No I chance. I don't think so. No. I, he can recruit, but his his X's and O's are are, are head scratching. Uh, you got Mike Norvell at Florida State. He only has a four million dollar buyout. I think that's a re- I think that's a stealth name to watch. And okay. I know it's not like I don't think it's a necessarily like a stealth. I say stealth, but he's he's a famous guy. But it's when you think Alabama job, he's not the first guy that comes to mind. Yeah. I think Norvell is a guy to watch. And I know he came into the season with kind of an X on his back. Um, and, and there was some pressure on him to perform at FSU this year. Um, and he did. And, and he he recruits well. He embraces the portal. He embraces NIL. I think he would be a good good coach, young guy, uh, a lot of energy. I think he would be a name to watch. You got how Marcus? About, sorry, go how ahead. about Steve Sarkeesian? And that's another one, right? That I, I saw that name being floated around. Um, I, I mean, obviously imagine if somebody, if he left UT to go to Alabama, boy, they would be, they'd be pissed. I think Texas can throw more money at him than Alabama can. I think Texas can, can throw him an insane extension, um, to, to stay at Texas. And, and I think they would, as crazy as it sounds, I think they'd be able to prime away. Texas has just amount if not more uh resources than alabama has because texas has an insane alumni base there's an insane endowment they have tons and tons of cash uh and resources it's 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 texas is probably and i know i said alabama is the best job but texas the head coach at texas is 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 on another on, on another level and i know they don't have as much history of as alabama but just the money involved at texas is a different level than pretty much mm-hmm. any other place mm-hmm. <laughs> anybody else who were you about to say marcus freeman marcus freeman that was another name that thamel tweeted out i i like him i like him as a man and i like his personality i think he's a really good dude but i don't think he's done enough to earn the alabama head coaching job right now what about somebody else in the sec there, there's obviously and- the kirby smart but I don't think Kirby would leave his alma mater. Leave Georgia at this point with where the program no, is. No, no. Um, I mean Kiffin. That's a that's a big name. I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're nervous right now. Obviously, Kiffin has the history. Give him a massive extension, though. Yeah, but, but I mean, he's a guy Kiffin, who the Kiffin has the history uh, with yeah. with Alabama. You know, he's a Saban guy. 
um, he has that experience. I don't know. I mean, I, I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're nervous. I think if you're an Oregon fan, you're nervous. I don't think if you're an Alabama fan, I think Dan Laning is is more exciting than uh, Lane Kiffin is. Mm-hmm. If, I think, and I know Kiffin has more experience, but I, I think Dan Laning is kind of the young guy that everyone's targeting right now. He's going to be linked with every big job that opens up. I also, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Crimson Tide to tap into the NFL market. I mean, Mike Rabel just just got fired by the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if you'd want to do the NIL route and, and the portal route and the whole college football part of it. He feels like more of an NFL coach, but he's a name that could be out there. They could interview him um, if there's any you know mutual interest there. I wouldn't be shocked to see Alabama and all their resources tap into some of these NFL guys that maybe have gotten let go um, or or maybe are still employed right now, but they can they can throw the bag. Yeah, I mean, I think. Essentially, to me, nobody's off the table to Alabama with the with yep. the money they have, with the program, the facilities, and the state of the program and recruits. I think they have a they could go and talk to anybody, and and they would listen. And and yeah, it's just a matter of who they want because they'll probably make a top three, and once they make that, they'll get one of those guys. So they'll probably get their guy, I'd imagine too. It's just a matter of who who does Alabama want. But yeah, they could go any direction. I mean, coordinators hot head coaches, uh, NFL. I mean, it's, it could be anywhere. I feel like it, it, it's incredibly interesting. I mean, this is the, the most interesting and most intriguing coaching opening that can happen in college football. Uh, and I think, I mean, we could in, in a couple of days here, a couple of weeks, maybe we could see Michigan opening up. That's another huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge job. Uh, and then, you know, if Oregon, if, if whoever, you know, Saban or sorry, whoever Alabama poaches, whatever job opens up from that, that becomes all of a sudden a big job. Cause I don't think they're going to hire or a big opening. Cause I don't think they're going to hire some, you know, lesser, like lesser known guy. I think it's going to be a pretty established coach um, just cause you know, everything that comes with Alabama. Um, so, whew, I mean, really, really unexpected news. I was in the office and there was kind of some gasps going around from, from the, from the football fans. Yeah. I mean, with, with this, the NFL, you know, Carol's gone, variable fired, you know, Black Monday and everything, and hard by the news out there. The, the only note I'll add here is I'll be interested to see. I think they'll keep most of them, but you might see a couple of guys hit the portal at Alabama, a couple mm-hmm. of recruits. I mean, they're probably already getting calls, texts from SEC, anybody else in the country going, you know, hey, you don't know who's going to be the next head coach. Like, they're going to try to flip guys. So I think they'll keep the, the core in the majority, and they'll figure out who the next head coach is going to be sooner rather than later. Um, but you know, could see a couple guys hit the portal or, or flip uh, commitments, I think. Yeah, I mean, we had Domani Jackson, the corner from USC that committed to Alabama uh, in, in Rose Bowl prep. Um, he might he might reenter the portal. A guy like Caleb Downs, the, the freshman defensive player safety, had a huge season for the mm-hmm. Tide last year as a true freshman. I mean, he's one of the guys you want to, you know, hold on to. Um, you know, I think Milrow will stay. Um, and I think they'll they'll retain the, the core but there will be certainly guys that enter the portal, but it's not like it's not like um, a Duke or something where you know where the head coach is kind of carrying the the program. Yeah. It's 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 Alabama. The program carries the program. I know it's Nick Saban, but it, you you still have a good infrastructure there, and you're still going to be able to develop and get to the NFL at that program. Uh, but there will be guys that enter the portal for sure, and and, and their portal window got extended thirty days today. Um, because of, of Saban's retirement. So expect expect some names to flood in there. 
but I think mm-hmm. the core guys will stay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man. I mean, that that's it, that's really all we have. We wanted to do a quick emergency pod just to kind of give our thoughts here on on what was absolutely massive news in the world of college football. Uh, we we said we wouldn't be back for maybe a couple of weeks after <laughs> after the Natty Pod, but we didn't even last twenty four hours. We, we had to do this one. We had to. Yeah, yeah, I had to jump on and, you know, we'll recap, obviously, whenever they pick somebody who knows, you know, hopefully by the time they do that, Harbaugh, you know, is going one way or the other. And there might be some other mm-hmm. coaching changes, too. They're also, you know, whoever they get, there's gonna be a ripple effect at that school and, mm-hmm. you know, recruits, players, coaches, the staffs, it, it's gonna be a massive ripple effect, you know, that is now that he's retiring. So we're just starting to see that. It's, it's been like an hour, but I mean... Yeah, respect to an absolute, you know, legend, arguably the goat of, of college football and coaching in, in my eyes. And um gotta tip your cap to him, man. He he's he did it all at Alabama. Yeah, absolute legend. Uh ten won at least ten games in sixteen straight seasons. Woo. Uh they, they reached the CFP in eight of the ten seasons. Uh he won two hundred and one games in his seventeen seasons at Alabama, um, which is tied with Vince Dooley from Georgia for the second most wins at a single school in SEC history. Bear Bryant did win 232 games in his 25 seasons at Alabama. So Nick Saban would have, would have gotten to, to Bear Bryant in, in probably three more years, four more years, and he would have break, broken that record in less time. Um, so it just shows you absolute legend. Also, they play 12 games now, uh, not 10. So that's kind of more impressive that for, for Bear Bryant, the fact that he got so many. But nonetheless, absolute legend, retiring. And I was like, I I was at his last ever game. I saw in his last ever play that he coached was was Milrow getting stuffed up the middle. Michigan broke him. Michigan <laughs> broke him. No, I'm uh, kidding. But, uh, I mean, what a yeah. cool place to have a last game down there. And you know, regardless of that outcome, this season still might have been his best coaching job ever. You look back mm-hmm. at some of just the stuff like when probably one of my I mean recency bias, but when he benched Hurts for Tua when Tua was yeah. a freshman. I mean, what a coaching change that ended up winning the national championship. So he just knew what he was doing. He knew knew the the right strings to pull, the right bus, buttons to push. And um, this season, too, what a coaching job on, on not his most talented team or cohesive group of all time, but still made it to the college football playoff and knocked off Georgia, who hadn't lost in close to three years. Yeah, do you have a, a favorite Bama team? For me, personally, I think it's the, the Derrick Henry 2015 Natty team. Um, 14 and one, they had Kirby smart as the DC Lane Kiffin as the OC Haven Saban as the head coach. And obviously Derrick Henry won the Heisman. They spanked Michigan state in, in the semis and then Clemson, they won by five in the title, but there's that, that team was, I, yeah, there's that meme of Derrick Henry standing next to probably my favorite team was Mark Ingram, dude. I just mm-hmm. remember Mark Ingram in that backfield, a little bit smaller back, especially compared to, compared to Henry and gosh, they were so good, man. They were just so good. I love it's going to be fun to look back at all the quarterbacks he did it with too. Like back in the day before yeah. like Bryce Young and Tua, like they had random guy, like AJ McCarron was, was pretty good there, but like Blake Sims, Jake yeah, Coker, Blake Sims, Coker, like random dudes sometimes that he made look like all Americans. Yeah. Greg McElroy, um, yep. AJ McCarron, like you said, yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he did it with, with average quarterbacks that, you know, and, and then he ended up getting the elite guys. Um, but but really interesting interesting career uh, and a true legend. Yeah, absolutely. So game will be the same without him. But what a what a Wednesday emergency pod. 
absolutely shocking news. Um, but enjoyed making this pod and, and really, really fascinated to to follow this story throughout the offseason. We'll be interested to see how long it takes to hire a new guy because you know, we know the college football is kind of 24 seven at this point. There's, mm-hmm. there's no off switch and, and you got to keep the program moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it'll be sooner than later, man. They they got 30 days to hit the portal and, and leave. And so you need that coach in there. It's not as soon as possible, but you want to make the right decision, but it's going to be sooner than later, figure out who the guy is. And he's going to have to start not only recruiting externally, but guys that are already on this program and wherever that guy comes from, if it's from the college landscape, he's going to be starting to pull from that team too. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be going to be really really fun to watch. Uh, you got anything else before we get out? That's it. That's it, man. So shocking news, but what a career! Um, what an absolute legend, the goat of of college coaching, and um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what what happens next and, and who their guy is. Absolutely. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope the audio was was better. This one, I, I on the last one, I forgot to turn on my microphone, so it was computer audio, and I think it kind of threw me and Joe's audio out of whack. Uh, that's why it sounded weird, and, and Joe was a little bit quieter than me. But back on the microphone today, so hopefully it was was better for you guys. Uh, and, and hope you enjoyed this one. Hope you're really interested in this story the way we are. I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast. Um, But thanks for listening and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out.